0: Go get lit! <laughs> Potato! We interrupt this program to bring you this episode of Gamer Square Radio.
1: Alright, everybody, welcome to episode. Uh oh. Seven. <laughs> episode seven. Is it seven? I keep. My wife is shaking her head at me. Yes, it's episode seven.
0: (laughs) I'm (laughs) just going to take your word for it because I'm not sure.
1: I'm almost about to pull a Destiny Addicts podcast, so you can't remember what episode number you're on, so you just kind of wing it. It its episode seven. It's been a long time. Winter was long. Still here. And real life just kind of comes in punches you in the face sometimes and you just don't can't find the time to record sometimes
0: it just happened to punch us both in the face at the same time that's that's what the problem was
1: oh man like everybody we've been talking to lately has said that they've just life has been kind of a blur of work and real life but that happens Uh, so we've been chatting via Discord and text, What's, has anything been up besides uh, Division 2 and tonight's topic?
0: God, how much Division 2 have we been playing? It's been... <laughs> I feel like this is like uh, when we all first met playing Destiny 1. Like it's our, you know, like with our group of friends. It's like all we've been playing, all we've been talking about.
1: It's been a nice change of pace, though, from yeah. the usual kind of stuff, so. And... Yeah, because it's like five of us running in the one clan right now, but we've all been jumping on when we can. I know I went from... When I booted it back up, I was level 23. I was like, okay, I can get up to speed before the new stuff drops next month. And then a couple days later, when Harlan jumped on, he was like, I'll play with you. And next thing I knew, I was at level 30.
0: Yeah, you and Ian at the same time, like hit 30. And I was like, whoa, I got left behind. I was level i think seven last week and then now i'm i just hit 26 almost into 27 and it was just it the same was ian and brian just jumped in and they just dragged me through the campaign and all through like the side missions and stuff trying to get me to 30. so it's been cool man
1: it's the brilliance of that game and how like you can you can play it solo and you can still get through everything and it's still fun but just knowing that there's additional levels of stuff beyond the campaign and being able to have friends jump in and just play it along with you makes it even better. Cause otherwise like the solo stuff is fun, but it's a grind for sure. Trying to do it all on your own. Yeah.
0: And what's great too, is like you can be playing and then all of a sudden, you know, like somebody just jumps in with you and you're, you've got a teammate now and you know, even if like your levels are different or whatever, like the enemies scale and you're actually, it's not like a D1 raid, you know, where you're like, oh, you're just stand in the corner and don't die because you can't do any damage or anything.
1: Yeah, right. Here's your shotgun. Stand there. How often do you get the, um, I forget, I don't know the official name of them. You get the like request for backup. How often does that pop up?
0: You know what? I haven't seen one in a long time. And I check no. my settings and I have it like set to everyone, but I haven't seen one because I'm trying no. to get the achievement. <laughs> Dude, no one's asking for help. I'll come. I'll come help you.
1: Like, Let me shepherd you, please. No, yeah, okay. no I, come on. I, I,
0: I haven't seen it. I don't know if it's my settings or what, but Where do you get it a lot?
1: Mm, once every like 45 minutes to an hour, maybe it's not it's not often, but it'll be like the middle of whatever activity you're doing and it pops up and you're just like i'm sorry i can't help you right now i'm in the middle of something hold on
0: yeah uh this morning i was playing and uh i was um i got i was going you know from like a safe house to like a side mission or whatever and of course Uh you get distracted because there's like a public execution or something and you had to go stop it yeah so i jump into that and i'm completely overwhelmed like i'm just like oh what just happened here and they flank me and i'm dead and i drop and i'm sitting there and i shoot my flare uh-huh. and who comes running in is ian he had joined just as i went down it's so, like i <laughs> don't know where he comes in and he just like he revives me and then we, we figured this whole thing out and we beat him i was like dude this is so cool like that whole thing that they figured out how you can jump in and out of each other's games is so good like they really figured that out
1: with the scaling and all that yeah definitely
0: yeah, it's seamless. It's not like, you know, you get pulled out and then you have to reload back in. Nothing like that. It's just you're in and it just goes.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I uh, I loaded in once to what I thought was a friendly control point. But when you complete the main campaign and everything gets like taken over again, that's how they keep it going by like they get invade the city gets invaded again. Um, I've lo- loaded into a control point, walked out of it, and there was just masses of enemies there. I'm like, ah, uh, what, what's going on? And you switch to the map yeah. afterwards. <laughs> yep. And it's like, oh, that's that control point belongs to Black Tusk. I'm like, then how come I load it in there? I don't understand how this happened. Yeah, I
0: Surprise. actually saw that with, uh, I was running with Ian and Brian last night. And that, like, we had run through, uh, what are they called? Like the little mini strike things you got to run through.
1: Oh, the strongholds. Yeah.
0: yeah, we ran through a stronghold, and that like I guess that was Ian's last one. And so I saw mm-hmm. that actual that whole little cinematic of how the black tusks came in and everything. And mm-hmm. like you know, Brian was like, "Oh, sorry, man, those are spoilers." I'm like, <laughs> you, you forgot who you're talking to. <laughs> I don't even know who, why. I don't even know who we're shooting or why we're shooting them.
1: <laughs> just point me in the direction yeah, of the just enemies. Show just me
0: who I'm supposed to shoot.
1: It's Wait really now. just yeah. It's the same missions to an extent, just a different named group. That's all.
0: Yeah, it's been a lot of fun though. Like it's, I'm excited for the new stuff coming.
1: Yeah, because how much of the first game did you play? Division One.
0: I beat the campaign, and then I spent some time in the Dark Zone, like with my cousins and stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, like I, I want to say a couple hundred hours easily. Okay. Because it it pulled me away from D1 for a good two, maybe three months. So.
1: And yeah. that's when like the whole end game thing crap cuz this the reason why I didn't get to the point you did was I read all about the end game content or lack thereof and was kind of like, "Oh. All right, well, I don't think I'll put my time into this just yet."
0: Yeah, it was the end game was just I remember it was just such a mess like cuz yeah, I think it was on pc too, right? And people were I just like so? warping on the map. Like you could just, you could literally see them fly in like Superman, land in front of you and then just like kill you. And you're just like, where did you even come from? Oh God. And it was, yeah, it was craziness. People were like, you could see through the walls, you could walk through the walls. It was the dumbest thing. They had like a riot shield that you could put down. Mm-hmm. And that thing was the one that caused all the problems with the, uh, the clipping. Oh
1: God. Like yeah, they, could, they couldn't figure
0: out the, the, I guess they couldn't figure out like the, the map or, you know, how to this make walls solid or whatever. They
1: couldn't oh, yeah. figure that out. But that game turned well, around. Yeah, it turned around. This one's been, this one's been awesome so far. I'm excited for the New York content, or well, the revisit of New York, I should say. Um, that will actually be dropping while I'm on vacation, so I won't be jumping right into that. Um, I've been trying to follow in the footsteps lately of our good friend, uh, Rob admiral nips there i've been playing gwent on the iphone
0: oh how's Reload. that going
1: i have it downloaded actually, but haven't started it's actually pretty interesting because you get a bunch of starter decks so you don't have to build from scratch and the way that they do it starting off is you basically play against other people at your level so when you start in you basically play against other people that are also playing the same starter decks which is nice because having lived through the terror that is bringing in your own homebrew uh card deck for magic the gathering into a comic book store and getting stomped by the people that play the stuff that all the pros play
0: yeah right exactly
1: you're like it's nice to be on a level playing field and not feel like you're getting tossed around until you get to a certain level but you can do everything for free too you don't have to spend money on card packs or anything like that you just earn everything slowly over time much like any mobile game that has like not pay to well i guess it's kind of pay to win because you can uh boost your uh, card database faster if you pay for it but it's been fun so far
0: so with like the default decks so Uh let's say everyone's using the same stuff right is there like a certain like I don't want to use the word meta but that's really what it is. Is like is there one that just emerges and this is the strat that everyone's using for that given deck.
1: So yeah, for the starter decks, there's each one is for a different faction from the Witcher like series and like monsters will tend to like devour each other from your own side of the field to grow bigger. Uh Nilfgaard, which is the one that I'm Playing a lot of, they're like a lockdown, like control the other side of the board thing, and basically each faction has its own way of kind of playing and dealing with opposing decks. When the t- like, if you have two of the same faction face off against each other, it's more like a race to see which one can get their particular uh, card engine or best cards out first. I but see. The, okay. Yeah, but the reason why I like it in terms of strategies because you start out with 10 cards and then if you don't strategize well enough cuz it's best to best two out of 3 rounds so if you get those 10 cards if you spend all 10 cards in the first round whether you win or lose you only draw 3 for the next round and okay that's a huge like card disadvantage if your opponent like has let's say like they ended the round with like three or four, they get to draw three. So they've got 70 or three and it's all about accumulating points. So instead of like card games of the past, I would play, it's just throw out your best stuff and go to town. This one's more like, all right, let me think about this. Should I play this now or save it? And I've been, I've been chatting back and forth with Rob about it because it's trying to get into the mindset and he's thrown some good tips my way. But it's not all about just winning right away. You sometimes have to like say, "All right, I'm willing to lose this round because rounds two and three, I know I can uh, really wipe the floor with this person." So it's been a fun kind of side thing to play when I'm not at the PC or at the Xbox console.
0: That's cool. I should give yeah. it. I should actually try it. <laughs>
1: I've had it on my phone for
0: months. It feels like it,
1: it's really not bad. It's either. If it, if it is your thing, great. If it's not, that's great too. It's like we've always said, you know, play what you, play what you like. Yeah. If you don't like something, you move on. It's no big deal. Which is kind of how I feel about the uh, the stuff we want to talk about, which is the the older games and whether they hold up or not. If you replay them here in 2020, like some people love this old stuff, and other people just they yeah. played it once and they said that's it i've had enough of this
0: right this is a really good experiment i think like it was it was pretty eye-opening
1: it really is i i was originally going to pick a uh the crash bandicoot series and then i remembered that they remastered it for current consoles and like the switch and all that I'm like well that kind of blows that one out of the water that doesn't really work
0: same for the final fantasy ones you know like that would have been like such the easy pick you know, oh, Final Fantasy VII, i play it again. But then it's like, there's a remake coming out. Like, why would I play this right now?
1: That's true. You The better, actually the better review for that would be once it does come out, I know it's coming out in episodes, so it's not the whole thing, but like you play the new one and then play the old one and decide whether like the new one can fully like replace that nostalgic feeling of the old one or not.
0: Yeah, that's the thing though, you know, like nostalgia is it's from back then it's not from Mm -hmm. now you know what i mean so it's like and that's what i noticed these games that we were playing it's like there's a lot of nostalgia in this like if i were to try this brand new now would i like it as much i don't know
1: Mm -hmm. oh 100 percent like i was so the Mega Man zero collection that i played which was only it was three bucks at a game stop that was closing which was great How how do you
0: say no right
1: Yeah, it is. If it's done anything, it's reminded me that I am not great at platformers and my reaction skills have only gotten slower since I first started playing these games. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And because I didn't really play the Mega Man Classic series too much when I was younger. I played the X series a lot for the Super Nintendo and I didn't struggle too much with that because that was a pretty straightforward this boss is weak to this and so on. But then I I booted up the Mega Man Zero collection the first game and I had no clue what I was doing because it's not like blatantly obvious which boss is weak to which like weapon. Not only that but they introduce like RPG elements to it too, so you can't just you don't just run through it like a Mega Man game and fight eight bosses and then it's like Dr. Wily or Sigma from the X series. Okay, and, so
0: wait, wait. So yeah. so Zero is different from regular Mega Man and Mega Man X. Mhm. It's a whole different series.
1: Whole different series.
0: Okay. Cuz so I've never played
1: it, so I don't know. Yeah, it's supposed to be like 100 years after the X series ended. And the game the gameplay is pretty much the same. You play Zero instead of uh Mega Man or X, and you have like his Buster Cannon. You have a sword, but the difference is is that you spend time going around, and we use this word a lot for the games we play these days, grinding for uh, like items that you have to use to upgrade your arsenal. Because if you don't, the boss fights are just that much harder.
0: I and, see. Okay.
1: And it's all about it's more about patterns like the Mega Man games have always been about patterns but in this one like if you it's i don't want to call it dark souls-ish but like if you screw up a pattern you get like thrashed really quickly and safely for me there's a uh easy mode for the entire collection so you just hit up easy scenario and it's basically like you want to know the story but don't want the hard difficulty like yes i would like to run through this now thank you
0: Dude, you know what? Honestly, like every game should have that mode. It really should, you know.
1: <laughs> it's just nice to be able to like to play through it and not get frustrated because you can't nail a mechanic a certain way or something yeah. like that. Exactly. Yeah, they just give you every upgrade right at the beginning of the game and go, "All right, go ham! You can just—you don't even need the boss weaknesses. Just go. You've got this." And was it that easy? Oh yeah, it was. In um, in zero four, the last one in the collection, instead of, because the series has like thunder chip, fire chip, and ice chip instead of like the different named weapons you would get from like Cut Man with his blade or whatever. And in the fourth one, you actually get these these skills from the various robot masters, and they're supposed to be weak to certain ones, but you can just go in with your regular buster uh sword and just beat the crap out of them. Like it's not even a challenge. You just kind of run into the boss room and go, "All right, say your spiel" and then you just kick the crap out of them. I mean, some people will say that, that kind of ruins the spirit of the game, but
0: yeah. Well, we have a right to enjoy it any way we want to enjoy it, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah. And I wanted to know the series, I wanted to know the story, and I wasn't getting it done on the regular mode, so easy mode, here I come. So,
0: did you play them all?
1: Yeah, I. let me see. I think on my save file, it took me, like, six hours to run through all four.
0: Well, that's not
1: bad at all. No, no, it was pretty quick, pretty easy. And I think... like. In terms of it holding up today, I think you could still pick it up. You could play it and still enjoy it. If you're into like the challenge of it, it's great. If you're not into the challenge, it's probably one that's going to sit in your collection for a while and not come out because, well, I don't speak for everyone, but it's easily frustrating playing through that. And uh, for someone who doesn't have much time to like game too much, like I played this during my lunch breaks, I would go like an hour and only make it through like two levels of the game because I was trying to learn the mechanics and trying to level up and it just it felt like too much of a too much of the same grind I was doing on a console. So
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so I think the easy like you said, an easy scenario is great if you just want to play through the game and just experience it, but I can see where that wouldn't work so well for some people.
0: Yeah. So, for me, the first one I tried was uh, Super Metroid. That mm-hmm. was, you know, that was back on Super Nintendo. And what I've noticed is, like, the first-party stuff from Nintendo, no matter what the generation is, it just – it everything ages really, really well. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. don't know what it is. It it's that Nintendo magic, you know? It's got to um, be. And especially because, like, you would think, okay, it's retro graphics and it's, you know, it's going to look really shitty. But mm-hmm. it doesn't because it's like this whole retro movement for graphics, you know, like the 8-bit, 16-bit stuff has been coming back for like the last 10 years anyway. Oh, so, you yeah. don't really lose that, you know. Um. But like similar to your experience with, uh, with uh, Mega Man, it mm-hmm. was – I forgot how hard it was. And, mm-hmm. you know, like when we were kids, you know, like it was the only game you had. So, you just sat there and you – banged your head against the wall until you figured it out because you really had nothing else to do. Like, you know, there was no other option. Right. So that's really, you know, you. so many of these games we just basically brute forced, you know. But um, this game, it, it aged really, really well. Like, I
1: uh-huh.
0: I didn't finish it just because it's so big. Um,
1: oh, absolutely.
0: But, uh, yeah, and I was, I've been playing it on the Switch. So, and the thing with the Switch is it has a, uh, like, a save state. Uh so you don't have to worry about getting to like the save point or anything you know like there isn't that fear of i'm gonna die right here because i can't make it to the save point and i only have like one you know little tank of energy left it's just you can save it whenever you want so that's so much better it really is you know like it really really is and i know back then it was just like a it was a limitation of technology right like we just they Uh didn't know how else to implement that but yeah it makes everything way easier and it's oh, much less frustrating
1: especially when you've got young kids and you never know when you're gonna like hear that noise through a monitor or down the hall you're like and i can't save the game or i die and have to go all the way back to that checkpoint but yeah. if with the save state now mm-hmm. you can be like save it now quick
0: yep or just the magic since it's a switch you just hit pause and then you can just you know bring it to wherever you're going and then resume whenever you have time but yeah More often than not, like that save state just, it helps so much, you know, just for, like you said, like real life applications.
1: And that's a good example of like an old school game that, I mean, it's kind of updated because of that. Like you said, it's now you've got to worry about save points and checkpoints, but with the save state, it's like, now I can like not feel frustrated that I just went through that amount of the game and now I have to redo it because something came up in the real world essentially.
0: And I know like there are people who game who like they enjoy like the difficulty of it, like the stress of it, Uh you know, and um, like I played uh, the original Zelda as well, which you know, like I play it every six months or whatever, but Uh that has save states. And in my opinion, it just makes it way too easy. It's just like, dude, I can save in every room that I walk into. And, you know, so it kind of, it's a little too easy, but at the same time, it's like you're still progressing through the game and it's still enjoyable. It's just that stress of dying is gone so
1: absolutely yeah. for
0: some people they need that some people they don't so
1: everyone's got their own unique way of playing these things that's for sure
0: yeah but you know like super metroid was considered you know like in a lot of conversations it's always like you know this is the greatest adventure game of all time or whatever and it's pretty freaking good it's still mm-hmm. really really good
1: it's on the switch you said right mm-hmm.
0: it's on the uh if you have like the online you can mm-hmm. grab it on the uh net whatever it is that you the Nintendo Online, whatever. It's yeah. one of their games that you can just download. I'm going to have to look into that and
1: download it. It's
0: good. I I would highly recommend it.
1: New lunchtime entertainment there.
0: Yeah, and the nice thing is it actually has an in-game map, so you don't have God. to sit there and stress out.
1: <laughs> where I remember, am I going?
0: Yeah, the first Metroid didn't have one, and I remember just like drawing maps like on pieces of paper trying to figure out where the hell we were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so much, I don't know, so much work that's yeah, a good game nice
1: speaking of games that are available on current uh systems and all that which seems to be a lot of stuff now bringing back all the old hits um steam how long ago was it a couple months ago had the uh, like a star wars pack you could buy and it was dark forces dark forces 2 and then it was like Jedi Academy, Jedi Outcast. And it was a bunch of. There were a bunch of PC games that told. I think it's. They're non canon now because of whatever Disney did with Star yeah. Wars and all <laughs> Disney that. Disney said, nope. Yeah, oh,
0: counted. Those don't count.
1: And it was actually my first. Uh, Star Wars, Dark Wars 2, Jedi Knight was my first experience with any kind of clan stuff. And it was also my first experience with anything that was like very specific clan stuff. Cause I found out that there were like clans that played the game in general. There were clans that played it with like the force powers on and then others who were lightsaber only. I'm like, I, this is all new. I don't know what any of this is.
0: Wait, is there like multiplayer in that? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cause I've never played it. So
1: yeah, there's multiplayer. Uh, the single player campaign was pretty good, but the multiplayer, uh, you not only could use the stock maps that were in there, but it's the first time I experienced—I um, forget what it was called with the Halo, or you could uh, the Halo games—you can make the maps in the editor or whatever.
0: Is it the Forge?
1: Yeah, Forge. There it is. Jedi Knight had that too, where you could you can make your own maps. You can even bring up the file of maps that were in the game. You could like change the skins and all that if you really wanted to. Oh, that's cool it was like a whole like community thing of just map creation i never had the the technical know how to figure out some of the stuff that they did but yeah it was you know, i think it was 10 bucks on steam for the entire package of games which was a small price to pay for a bit of nostalgia there and
0: yeah that's a good deal
1: it's it was very, i think they i don't know if they still have it on there i'm afraid to open steam because of What happened when I opened Audacity when we were trying to do this. Let's
0: just get through the show first. (laughs) Um
1: But I remember like going through the levels again. It all opened up like pathways in my brain that I knew were there, but I just couldn't remember them without the visuals in front of me. And that was actually one of the points when I was talking to, to Lisa, my wife, about this. I said, Yeah, we're gonna talk about games and how they held up in uh from olden times to now and she said are you going to talk about graphics and I said not really because that's not really fair to judge like we know these as you said technical limitations at the time like are we going to judge like I'm not going to judge Super Metroid because it looks like it did back in the SNES days that's the point it's supposed to look like that not with the updated graphics
0: yeah back then that was cutting edge right
1: yeah exactly and playing through Jedi Knight I was like yeah of course the graphics aren't great compared to what i've seen now but it still works perfectly fine in fact it's kind of it's kind of funny how the character models look now and how boxy and everything was back then versus the curves we have now and the only thing i really missed was having played like games like apex legends and stuff i the game's a little slower so you think you're moving faster than you actually are and you're like nope, I like clicked like four or five times and I swung my lightsaber once. Uh, that's not how that works. But I think it holds up because for me, it's just that it hits that nostalgia spot and I didn't have to spend 20 to 30 bucks on it. And it came with all those other, uh, the other games that I definitely played but didn't play as much as I did like Jedi Knight, for example. And if the steam deals stay there, I think it's worth the nine to 10 bucks, whatever it was to pick up. Even if it like sits in a backlog for a while, because so we know we all have those, but
0: I was going to say steam backlog.
1: What's that? Yeah, I know. Right? Oh God. I, I'm staring at a no man's sky icon on my desktop. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I should really boot that up. But yeah, I think the individual game itself was three bucks and I th- I think like for, for anyone that played it it's probably you, you knew it was great if you played it. If you didn't play it, it's a very small price to pay to jump into a Star Wars story that you won't get from the canon storyline, air quote. Um and the fact that they give you the whole package is the entire story of Kyle Katarn is the main character, so you're not missing any like story bits at all.
0: Isn't that so crazy? Like that—that that guy doesn't exist anymore. Like, Disney was just like, "Nope, that's it. We're done."
1: Right? Yeah. It's just like, oh, you know what? We bought you guys up. We've looked at all of your, uh, all of your works, your extended works, and yeah, that little group over there. No, we're just not gonna count those anymore. You're like, huh? Okay. That's great. Even yeah, though it's rough. Luke Skywalker is in Jedi Academy or Jedi Outcast. I forget which game he might be in both. I'm like, all right, that's just not canon anymore. So, who knows what he was doing at that time, right?
0: Yeah. <gasps> so you're talking about graphics like aged and how can we compare them to today's graphics? And I do apologize <laughs> for the printer in the background. Um, no, you're fine. I don't, I'm pretty sure the mic's picking it up. Um, but I played uh, the original Tomb Raider, the one that came out in 1996. Hmm. Um back when it first came out i remember playing it on a computer that ran at like 200 megahertz and i remember thinking this thing is freaking smoking fast you know and it had mm-hmm. like i don't know 512 kilobytes of memory or whatever and it cost yeah. me 900 to build it <laughs> something stupid <laughs> like that <laughs> but um i don't know if you're, have you have ever played the original tomb raider uh
1: i think it was the original not one of the many sequels yeah, yeah I, I mean if you played
0: one you have pretty much played them all right but, uh, that's true yeah the first one it was like i've always been a fan of tomb raider not you know i understand the whole lara croft like phenomenon and how it kicked off mm-hmm. you know female protagonists and whatever else but the game itself was really really good um mm-hmm. i was shocked at how bad the graphics were i was like <laughs> whoa like this is it was even like the the fmvs like the mm-hmm. cutscenes, i was like oh my god this is terrible like this looks like um like toy story like you know storyboard stuff it was real bad and i was like dude this is terrible but, um, but, but and then you walk into the the world and it's so sparse everything is so blank mm-hmm. um you know like there's just no what is it called bit mapping like there's no texture on anything
1: yeah like definition yeah. or It's just like yeah. gray
0: walls. It's just solid gray. And, you know, everything is like angles. Everything's square. Everything is, you know, it's, if it's an angle, it's 45 degrees, no matter what, you know? <laughs> and, um, and I think a lot of that was by design for the game because it's, um, it's basically like a puzzle game. You know, mm-hmm. you're running through this. These dungeons, and you're just trying to figure out, you know, from where you come in, and you're just trying to get to the exit, and you know, you gotta, you know, open doors and drop bridges and whatever else, you know, and uh-huh. comparing that to the 2013 game, right. the one that was like the reboot, it's like it's it's absolutely jarring how different they are. Um, that 2013 game, I've beaten. Half a dozen times on like four different systems. You know, Uh I I love that game. Um, They did such a good job with it, but uh, they're just completely different. Um, 2013 was like a, it was like playing a movie. You know, it was just, you're along for the ride. You know, everything was, um, everything was preset as far as events that were going to happen when you showed up at a certain place and all that stuff. And while 1996 was kind of similar, it's very, it's quiet, it's, you're very, it's lonely. Because uh-huh. you're just... You're in this... Thing, and there's no background music. There's nothing. It's just... It's quiet. Yeah. And, you know? There, there's no cinematic experience to it. It's just about the actual game itself. And um, for me, I enjoyed it, playing the uh-huh. 1996 version again. But I don't know that if anybody had never played it before and they've never played any Tomb Raider, like, I don't know that I could recommend it again. It's just because they would sit there and be like, dude, this is, this is what you played? <laughs> you know? When you were 19 years old. But... It was, I mean, for me, it was good. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, the AI in both games is still the same. Like, they're just dumb. They just keep running right at you. Like, there's no, like, you know, we we're talking about Division 2 earlier where they'll, one guy will sit there and spam you with bullets and the, and the other guys are coming around to flank. There is none of yeah, that. Right, right? They are just coming right at you. And if you can just gun them down before they get to you, then you're fine.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And then the other thing that stood out to me was like the controls. Because mm-hmm. she's she walks like, she moves like a tank. Mm. you know like you you have to push forward for her to move forward you have to and if you press to the left she turns left and then you press oh, like yeah. another button combination to make her like strafe left like everything was very very deliberate it was very very slow like it was it was crazy like how slow that game was i forgot how slow it was
1: with the way that you can move these days in the like current triple a titles or yeah. even indie titles yeah that's oh.
0: like i i saw a uh, a clip on Twitch, or not on Twitch, on Twitter, and I, I'm guessing it was from Twitch, um, of some guy playing Apex with uh, the robot guy that has the, the friggin' Mega Man arm or the, the Inspector Gadget arm.
1: Oh, yeah. And he was just like
0: swinging and shooting people at the same I was like, I can't believe how fast this guy's moving. It, it, was, it was crazy how quick he was. And like after playing Tomb Raider 1996, he was like, "There's <laughs> we've come a long way, man. Like we have come mm-hmm. a
1: long way. Which, like you said, it's something that, like, anyone who's new to the series, it doesn't matter if you're, like, if you're in your teens or you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s and up, whatever. Like, if you're not familiar with the series like Tomb Raider, like you said, and you jump into it, you're like, yeah, that 1996 one... Uh, maybe maybe not yeah i paid two dollars
0: for this on on steam and i'll just forget forget about it because i'm not going to finish this you know
1: yeah there you go exactly you, which that's the that's the other thing though is when it comes to these games that you sometimes you can't look past the money it's unfortunate you say like oh, i spent x amount of dollars on this i better play it eventually absolutely 100 percent yeah, yeah. Whereas like if you spend like two or three bucks, you're like, okay, if I don't play it right now, that's you know, what am I losing out on really? But and everyone's money situation is different, obviously, but it's it doesn't feel as pressured like no, yeah. you're, oh
0: you're dead on with that. Like I think that's one of the major contributing factors to everybody's Steam backlog. Because it's like, dude, this thing's two bucks, I'll just buy it now and I'll play right. it whenever I get to it. And it's Four years later, I thing's still sitting there, you haven't got to it yet. Yeah, right? Yeah.
1: I can think of two off the top of my head. One was from a giveaway that I paid nothing into the giveaway. It was just a free one, then my name was picked out of a hat. And the other one was oh, was the other one the giveaway too? I can't remember. But yeah, I, I look at my Steam and I see them in there, I'm like, I'm interested, but not interested enough to like have the motivation to jump into it yet.
0: Yeah, look, when I first got into gaming, you know, I, I started back in to PC and uh-huh. I didn't know what Steam was and my cousins had introduced me to it and they're like, yeah, and just be ready. There's this, there's these sales that come every summer and every winter and everything costs like three bucks and uh-huh. I was just buy buying them, do- games by the dozens and I was like, dude, I'm not even going to play these things. But, you know, when I was a kid, I paid 60 bucks for every single one of these games each and now they're two know. bucks, like, why wouldn't I buy them?
1: yeah exactly and you know it's yeah you never know when you're gonna play them but you know they're there it's that comfort of knowing like if you get tired of something you're currently playing it's always there as like a fallback option
0: yeah and it's that i think I it's that. that that collecting nerd in all of us it's like you can have it so you just you have it so like, you know hey look yeah, i have that like you know i'm cool right <laughs>
1: What do you mean you don't have that game? Oh, it was like a dollar 50 a week ago. What's wrong with you?
0: Yeah, exactly. Oh.
1: And sometimes uh that old school can hit back. This is actually a game that I wasn't aware of. My wife actually brought it to my attention because uh I think a lot of us or most of us are aware of the Golden Eye. 007 phenomenon from mm-hmm. the n64 days i don't know how many people are familiar with the perfect dark phenomenon though which was like the was it rare i think it was rare it was their like that follow-up right. yeah. yeah their follow-up to it it had a female protagonist it had the um and it had aliens in it which was definitely not goldeneye but it had the same like movement, it had the same like basic controls. And it looked the same. It just had a different story and everything to it. But for me, I never, I never had an N64, neither did any of my brothers. So I never got used to that single thumbstick style on there. And when I played Perfect Art the first time, it was because rare replay, was a thing that existed on the xbox, on the xbox like,
0: right
1: yeah so when we played it on there because you could play split screen i was like this is so easy because i'm used to i'm already used to two thumbsticks for movement and uh aiming and then the triggers for shooting and we tr- i think we played it briefly on my wife's n64 before it finally decided i'm an old console i need to kill myself now and it literally i don't know why it stopped working um but like i we played it on there i'm like i cannot do this with one thumbstick. this is just driving me batty right now like when you're talking about laura croft controls and how it felt like a tank like move forward all right you're at the end of the hall now shift to the left now move again and it kind of it felt that way because you're so used to like Aiming with one thumbstick and then movement with the other, but then combining that onto one and then trying to figure out what you're doing, it's just, it just didn't feel right. Like I couldn't, I wasn't moving fast enough for my own liking. But that's another example of like the gameplay didn't change, the graphics didn't change, the sound is all the same. Cause you, just like Goldeneye, when you have the random. Guards and stuff like in Goldeneye, they would say things like, Why me? as you like kill them. <laughs> Perfect right, Dark had right. that too. Um, but having the Xbox controller with me already used to it, I think helped me really appreciate it more. If it was just on the N64, I don't think I could have made it through the campaign because it was just driving me bananas trying to like get those controls down without feeling like i was getting shot from 70 different directions and it's definitely a fun game the story is something completely non-goldeneye so it makes it stand out from its predecessor but for anyone that likes goldeneye it still gives you that same like goldeneye feel the multiplayer is the same where it's just like hey let's put on like uh, proximity mines, or let's put on rockets only, like do stupid crap like that. And if you're used to the N64 controller, then you're, you're good to go. And I think it just makes it easier with the current consoles, with those controllers. But if you didn't play it on the N64, and you tried to go backwards from current consoles to the N64, I think you'd find it the same way I did, where you're just, the movement's not fast enough for it. You. you feel like it's molasses you're like moving through and that can definitely affect your end review of that whole thing if you're not a fan of slow movement
0: and i'm sure like the if it was on n64 um did it have like really bad frame rate like was it just like 12 frames per second or something
1: oh yeah it was it literally felt like goldeneye's sister
0: yeah because the The same that was like the reason i couldn't play goldeneye was like it it would the frames were so bad like it made me nauseous you know like there was too much lag
1: was it felt like you would like try to go around a corner and as you, not only was your movement slow but you're the like, yeah i think you're right like the frames themselves just like yeah
0: exactly yeah Ugh. it's just like it, it was nauseating because like you know you, you opened this up like you said you know everybody remembers the golden eye phenomenon like i remember it for a different reason <laughs> because i couldn't play it right <laughs> it made me sick so yeah that was like the thing i noticed too with um Super Metroid and with uh, Tomb Raider was just like frames per second weren't a thing back then. Mm-hmm. You know, like Nintendo, like it used to be called Nintendo Slowdown. You know, like that's what we called it out here. You oh, know, yeah. when things would just like drop to like two, three frames and you're just like, what's happening? There's too many things on the screen, you know? So, yeah, like I think by the Nintendo. a lot of the games would benefit from. Like, modern technology now, making them more smooth. Because, like, for me, like, I played uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And um miraculously, like, I don't know how, but, like, my PS2 still fired up. And I actually have a TV that I can plug it into. So, I played for a little bit. And um, this is, like, my favorite game of the series. Just because uh-huh. this was like, the one that the revert mechanic came out. And that changed, like, the whole it changed the ceiling for combos as far as like score goes. Uh Because you could just, you could skate, you could literally, you know, because the game is, it's two minute rounds. And you can literally start a combo from the second it started and you can run it all the way to two minutes if you were good enough. So, not that I ever did, but it's possible. Uh But um, this game was just like, you know, I think it came out in, I want to say 2001, 2002, something around there. But um Sounds right it's so good. The gameplay is so good still. Like it's the it's the epitome of like Twitch arcade, like, you know, mm-hmm. let me do this one more time. Cause you'll you'll you you know, you drop into a map and it has like, I don't know, four or five different objectives you have to do. Like, you know, you have to get all the letters for skate, or you have to like impress five girls on this cruise ship or whatever. You have to reach a certain uh score. And then you have to, you know, find some hidden object that's in the thing. And not all at once. You know, it's like every, yeah. it's everything that you can do within the two minutes. And um, it's just so good, dude. It's so good. It was so much fun. And the frames are bad. Like, it slows down when there's too much hap- yeah. happening. And, like, the, the graphics are so blocky. Like, it was like, it was like uh, one of the objectives is, like, impress the Neversoft chicks or whatever. Uh-huh. And it's like, they look like Lara Croft from 1996. I was like, dude, this is so bad. Like, there's no,
1: okay. there's no
0: shadows on anything. There's no, you know, um, like the, the actual skate animation is really, really, it's smooth. It looks really, really good. Uh-huh. But like, there's just things that are missing, you know, like there's no, like I said, there's no shadow. There's no light effects. And stuff that we take for granted now, it's just not there because they couldn't do yeah. it. You know, they, I think for these games, they sacrificed a lot of the, the graphics for the gameplay. And they did it really, really well. Um, But this game, man, like, it's like begging for a remaster. Like, if they (laughs) remaster this game and said, hey, we're giving – we're selling it for 100 bucks, I'd say take my money. Like, it's just – it's so good, dude. It's so much fun. It's two minutes and it's like the king of, let me try just one more. Just one more round. Just just one more try. And, you know, it's three hours later and you're still playing the same stupid level trying to do the same stupid thing and you're just – (laughs) It's just so much fun. You don't realize it's happening. It's good, like Pro Skater Three, and then I would recommend it to anybody. Um, Mm -hmm. Like if you can find it, some I don't. I know there's one. It's like a Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD for PC, but I've never tried it, so I don't know if it's good or not. Mm. Like I don't know if it like lives up to like the the Pro Skater series or not. Um, I think you're good up until. Like even if you've never played the other ones, I would say even American Wasteland and Underground would be okay. Yeah. If you'd never tried the other ones. But if you played like three and four, the other ones are gonna be like, this is dumb.
1: Mm. But uh yeah,
0: God. What? Like if Activision would ever just remaster this thing, they could make a killing.
1: Well, and remasters are kind of the go to right? thing.
0: Yeah. That should be
1: industry, yeah.
0: Yeah. I actually interviewed with Activision after this game came out to be a, oh, all right. a game tester for Pro Skater 4. Uh-huh. And uh, I remember just sitting there with them and talking about this game and how, like, I talked to them about, about 1, 2, and 3 and how revolutionary they were and all this other crap. And they're like, sure, we, you're hired. $9 an hour. And I turned them down because I was like, 9 bucks an hour. And it's like, Heck, uh... it was the Santa Monica studio, which is like, it's only like 20 miles from my house. So it's not far, uh-huh. but in LA traffic, it takes two hours to get there.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So,
0: <laughs> it's like, mm, that's good. And they were like so, they were incredulous that I turned them down. Like, how dare you say no? Like, do you know how many people want this job? But, yeah.
1: And you're like, yeah, but $9 it, an hour? Eh. Yeah.
0: It was that place, like just coming off topic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's what it, it's what you would imagine like a game dev studio to be like. It's like this dark, like basement and it's really dark. There's like neon lights. And there's like a ping pong table. And like there's this room just full of snacks. It's just like chips and cookies, soda, like anything. And you can just walk in there and just grab whatever you want, take it back to your desk. And like there's all these dudes just walking around. It's all guys. There's no girls in there at all. Oh, uh, yeah. And I mean, this was what? Early 2000s. So, I'm sure that's mm-hmm. changed. Hopefully, that's changed by now. But it was yeah. just like the the epitome of whatever you could think of back then. It was just like, Wow like this Jesus is <laughs> so dumb
1: and i'm sure plenty of people would love like i'm sure like any of us at some point in time have dreamed of it or thought about like video game testing that'd be great yes and they probably would be just
0: not at 9 dollars mm-hmm. an hour no but you know what also it's the game the job itself it sounds good until you realize exactly what it is you're doing cuz mm-hmm. you're you know like imagine like let's say anthem okay you're a Mm -hmm. game tester for anthem and they're gonna put you in a room and you're gonna sit in front of this console and they're gonna say okay here's the map for the first square mile of this map fly Mm -hmm. around and try to find anything you can walk through that's what you're doing that's it you're not shooting you're not not, you're not doing anything fun but for you know for eight hours a day for the next two weeks this is your job find where the clipping happens right that's it like you know and it's Ugh. that doesn't sound fun
1: <laughs> no i mean yeah when you get down and think about it you're right yeah because when you think about video game testing you're like that sounds great but then you hear that portion of it right there and you're like oh yeah oh that's not what i thought like it's not it's not like a beta that everyone's gonna have access to you're the one that's testing it to make sure that it's not broken yeah
0: your job is to find is your job is to break the game find stuff whatever's broken so that they can fix it
1: yeah you know it's crazy um, before you break
0: <laughs> yeah
1: so have i have i walked through this wall already i don't know if i walked yeah, through this wall already. and then you
0: have to sit there and document it like oh my god like that's it's it's, it's work like i have a cousin who works for sony studio santa monica and he mm-hmm. was just like and he's i think he's at activision now up north Oh. Okay. But it was the same like he worked on god of war and he was like yeah that's all we did like we just we sat there and tried to break the game over and over again
1: and then like you hear stories like that and then you you see the way that this is still off topic we've covered all of our games anyways but like you see the way people react when they do find like a bug in any game and you know the advent of social media being what it is and everyone's like suddenly like why would this ever be released this way but like you having a cousin that's that works for a studio you know you've heard his stories about oh my god like this is what we had to do to test for this like no wonder there's still like glitches and bugs that pop up because who's got the time as a company, unless you had unlimited resources and like the world's population at your disposal to test every inch of that game before you have to meet a deadline of some kind.
0: Yeah. And plus like games now are so big and there's so much that goes into it. Just, you know, between, you know, graphics and the speed of how everything moves and texture mapping and all this other stuff. Like, there's no way you can test for everything. There's just absolutely no way. Right. Like, you can have a team of 100 testers, something's going to get missed. Oh, yeah. Just because, you know, like, there's, you can't account for everything. Like, imagine just, like, creating something and then in your mind, like, this thing you're proud of and you're like, okay, what's wrong with it? Like, you already have a bias. You know, like, you can't yeah. sit there and say, okay, this is going to suck because of this or it's going to be bad because of that. Like You can't. It's just not huh. in our nature.
1: But then if you look at it from the flip side, um, especially if you go into like the the older games, like uh, Ocarina of Time, Legend of Zelda, for example, uh, you can go onto Twitch and there's just channels upon channels of people doing speed runs. But it's not like they're doing it like, well, legitimately is not the right word. It's not like they're doing it like a plain run through. Right. They're using the glitches it's that came glitches. with the game. Yeah. And same it's with not uh,
0: like, Mario 64. It's the same thing. Yeah.
1: And it's not like Nintendo sitting there going, oh, for God's sake, we screwed this up. We feel like crap. or like, they're like, eh, we released it as it is. The game works. they just, you guys found loopholes. That's great. Congratulations.
0: And that was like, I think that is like the nostalgia of it, you know? Because like back then, I think there's a lot of, I mean, there are younger gamers now, right? Like there's mm-hmm. gamers who are like young enough to be our kids and they yeah. don't know what it was like when we were kids and things came out just broken. And that's all you want. There was no Reddit. There was no Twitter. You couldn't complain. Like, it was just, this is what you got. <laughs> like, that's it. It's the end Not of unless it. Unless
1: you felt like writing a letter. Yeah. And mailing that thing out. And you even know, that then, what was that,
0: uh, that going to do, right? Like,
1: Oh, nothing. Psh, please.
0: Yeah. Like you said, like it's back then, we we embraced the glitches. We learned to work yeah. with them. And now it's like there's like this it's like a demand, you know, like you just need to fix this. It's like, Oh wait, wait a minute. Like, is it really that bad? And I get it, you know, like, especially like these games with the service. Cause those are at least to me, those are what seem to have all the issues because, you know, you have this mm-hmm. constantly changing thing and things are going to go wrong, you know? And right. You know, I don't want to jump back into the whole destiny talk like, you know, but oh yeah, that's really what it is. You know, people are complaining and, you know, nerfs and whatever else needs to happen. I don't know. Like, just back then, that wasn't an issue. Like, I I wonder uh-huh. what gaming would have been like for us when we were kids if we had social media. You know? Would, would it be yeah. toxic? Would it be bad? Like, you know, I doubt Nintendo back then would have ever responded to anybody. Because they still don't. Oh, they, they don't not. care, yeah. right? But, like, you get companies like Bungie who are, like, anytime something's brought up, they're just like, you know, oh, we're going to address this. It's like, you're kind of creating your own problem here.
1: It's tough to tell, too, because we all, I think all of us have that just mindset of, oh, I have an opinion, but, you know, I'm not necessarily going to share it. And then social media is there. So, suddenly those people who maybe weren't going to share their opinions, like, 20 years ago are suddenly like, Ha, I'm gonna share my opinions now. So if you take it, social media throw it back twenty years and say now it exists, you might have a lot a lot of people that are more vocal now because instead of them screaming in their bedroom at the TV and going, Okay, that's enough of that, they can scream on social media. But like you said, Nintendo's kinda of like meh whatever you're one person amongst the millions of people who have bought this game I don't yeah. think it's gonna tank our sales thats the like. thing
0: right yeah I think in their mind it's just like yeah you, you've already bought it it's not my problem anymore <laughs> that's yeah, yours exactly enough. you know and versus and
1: like the people, games
0: of service people are constantly oh you've yeah. got to keep pleasing people so that they'll keep pay, paying to play it
1: right so oh yeah I, I will know. say there are some sometimes where games as service you'll get kind of i guess it's a glitch or a bug like division two i was playing the other night solo and i was having a tough time in one of the rooms because you get rushed from three different sides and there's a yellow bar boss with the medic sign so he's going around he- reviving everyone that i've already like killed i'm like son of a bitch like, like just let these guys stay dead this is annoying as hell and then my third time playing through it after respawning the yellow bar guy got stuck on a corner and he didn't move, and he just stood there. And I'm like, I shot him a couple times. His health went down. I'm like, okay, sweet. So I just unloaded on him with a light machine gun, like a hundred round clip. I'm em- like,
0: embrace the glitches, right? I- I-
1: I embrace the glitch. Like, hey, this game's already throwing hard stuff at me as it is. Give yeah, me a nice dude. softball.
0: <laughs> yeah, take that. And like, yeah, I think I can. Yeah. Under- I can understand like game-breaking glitches, right? Like, I get that. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, that sucks. Like, nobody wants to get stuck somewhere and, like, you can't even finish the game. Like, I remember there was a game called Ikari Warriors that came out in the mm-hmm. arcade. And it's basically, there's, like, two guys, like a scroller, like a shooter scroller, you know, vertical scroller. And you're yeah. like, these two guys look like Rambo. And it mm-hmm. was, like, the first mechanic I'd ever seen in the arcade where the joystick, you know, was used for movement, but you could spin it. And that's mm-hmm. how you aimed. And then you had a shoot oh, okay. button. And that's how, you know, it was just you two guys just walking up this map and just shooting everybody that moved. And that came out on Nintendo for the NES. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, it's not as good because you have, like, a D-pad and they don't have as much, like, processing power or whatever.
1: Right. But
0: there was a, a spot in that game where you just got stuck. You literally just got stuck. And um <sighs> Whatever it was, it was like an invisible wall, like near, I would say, four-fifths of the way through the game. And you just, you could not get past it, no matter what you uh-huh. did. We tried throwing grenades. Um, and I don't know how many times we, like, killed each other or just whatever we could try. And you just, you just got stuck at that spot. And it was broken. I, we restarted that game over and over again. but we but, And what we did was, okay, this game is awesome. So, we're just going to play it till we get to this spot. And then we just stopped
1: you call it that's the end you know, like, that's the end
0: that's the end of the game so i mean that was game breaking it sucks and you know back then we didn't mm-hmm. have a voice i mean i don't know what we would have done you know like yeah i don't know but, it's just
1: interesting was that, was that ever something you looked up later on to find out if that was just a universal thing or was that just like select cartridges or
0: you know what? i don't know i should look that up and make a note it was there was that one and then there was the nes version of gauntlet where you would get stuck the same problem hmm. right because gauntlet there was a time like if you got far enough the, the walls are invisible right yeah and you didn't know where the walls were but there was a one map i you, we could not find our way through like we're like dude this we're hmm. stuck like we can't get through yeah and we're just stuck in this middle of this room with invisible walls and we don't know where the hell we are so
1: like is this part of the game is the <laughs> game broken there's yeah. no way of knowing
0: exactly yeah. yeah. And again, what do we do? We played till we got to that spot. We're like, okay, I guess we're done.
1: Right, because like you said, back back before social media and all that, there was no way to like rapidly like contact a company like that and say, hey, uh, I think your game's broken here, pals. Uh, yeah. What's the deal here? Instead, like you said, you just played through it and went, all right, we hit the wall. That's the end of the game. Sweet. Let's move on. Yeah. But back
0: then too, I think it was a different social dynamic as far as like, even if you could do that, the company could just, would just tell you to F O, you know, they'd be like, yeah, whatever dude.
1: Like that's true.
0: You know, because you already bought the game. There was no, we got to keep selling this to people to keep making money.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. It was just, here's the game. You buy it or you don't. And if there's a game, great game breaking glitch with it. Well, oops. (laughs) Right. And because it was a cartridge like that, it's it's not like the um anything that has live servers now where you can release a patch for it or anything like that. It was
0: Yes, there was no it. way to fix it. That that's a great point. There literally was no way to fix it. Like what their response would be, What do you want me to do?
1: They'd have to reproduce right? the entire yeah. thing, remanufacture everything. Like yeah. there's no way they could do that. That's a
0: great point. I that totally escaped me until right now. Yeah. That's a great point.
1: It was something that I I forget for what reason I had looked it up and an author of an article had made that point where they were like, you've got to remember this, like that back in the day thing where you couldn't just get a patch on something like, wow. Yeah, that's a really fair point. Mm -hmm. And that's why the glitches in like Ocarina of time still exist. Not that they would want to fix them anyways. I don't think, but like if they had like patches back then, maybe it would have, who knows? Yeah. But, not with the way it worked with cartridges, like not before Xbox Live, uh, whatever the PlayStation service is called and, and all that. And I right, think right. even, I think even, I'm trying to think of any of the PC games I played. I don't think any of those really had any sort of like massive patches. Maybe they did. It's been a long time. Yeah,
0: And I think too, like we were a lot younger and we didn't really yeah. pay as much attention as we do now. Mm, you know, that's like, true. I think, especially, like, in our circle, like, we're really, like, hyper-focused on, like, stuff that happened in the game industry, you know? Yeah. And you see it, like, even, like, looking in from the outside, you're just like, wow, these people are, like, really into this. You know, like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I don't play Destiny anymore. And just seeing it, or like, watching it from the outside, it's just like, wow, like people are really, really passionate about this. And <laughs> a lot of times, you know, it's, it's okay, and, you know, the their criticism can get constructive, and you know, there's people have good ideas, but there's also that that contingent that's just like, wow, like you people are really angry. Like, why? You, like, there's so many games right now. Like, why are you still insisting on this? You know, so.
1: And it's it's like you said earlier. It's it's regarding. It's also patching and stuff too. They're, let's change this gun archetype. Let's like raise this one or lower this one, and it's a response of yay or holy crap the world's on fire mm-hmm. like we're all gonna burn in hell and i saw someone i forget who it was this stuff just pops up in my twitter feed it's not people i follow either it's like that oh you know so and so person you follow have liked you are, this I'm like you're ah.
0: like you're like a magnet for like this <laughs> it's like, nuts destiny drama like all i have to do is ask you like hey what's going on <laughs> just,
1: oh it's if it's not like if it's not someone making a comparison to, what was it? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. With the destiny, because they thought the Destiny meta was fine, they compared it to how, like the Halo multiplayer didn't change for years, and that started a whole debate between people on well, like oh, that's different. You can't compare apples to oranges. And then versus, um, you're not playing Destiny right now, so you're not doing the whole fractaline deposit thing. Which, oh man.
0: That one was interesting. That's, that was very interesting.
1: I did a little bit of it this morning because I was the first one up in my house and I knew my kids were going to be up. So I was like, let me just pop it up real quick and just do it because it's a fast way to gain experience and raise your season pass level without really playing it. Oh, okay. And because it's a community challenge to get like the final is like 9.7 billion fractally donated.
0: How close is it?
1: It's at, like, 7.8 or something right now. My God, that's astronomical number. Yeah. And they – it's, like, a whole – like, people were doing, like, a whole, like, investment versus donating kind of thing. Like, you should invest now versus donate now. Like, this is not supposed to be Finance 101. What is going on here? <laughs> you know what I was th- – it- yeah. No, go, just, ahead, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I was going to – that's all I was going to say. is like, my God, guys, I'm here to play a game, not, like, debate, you know – jim kramer style like what's yeah. going on with the financial world here <laughs>
0: when i first found d1 like one of the things that blew my mind was like when i found reddit and people were like doing stuff like that we're like you know mm-hmm. there's you know if you do this and it has this perk you can do this much more damage with whatever you know like and yeah. i was like my god people are like breaking this stuff down like to this kind of minutia like this is amazing but then i hear this and now like you know what is it four
1: or five years later or however long it's been it's like Mm oh god
0: like jesus
1: relax (laughs) and it's not like we didn't have social media during destiny one either it was it was there it was more new-ish but it's not like it was brand new
0: i think also we weren't this deep into the community yep you know we're kind of like looking in still from the outside and it was like you know like these people were people we didn't know or names that we'd never heard of before you know and right especially on reddit like you know like i i know myself personally when i'm on reddit like i don't look at the name of whoever's commenting i just read comments
1: uh-huh.
0: you know like i for for all i know it's the same person talking to themselves over and over again and i i never notice who it is right you know and then until i started the pod the old podcast you know like that's when i started paying attention and you start seeing the same names over and over again that kind of
1: thing so. You see the patterns and all that, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, like, okay, this guy's going to be negative. This guy's going to be, you know, this guy's a this guy's a homer or whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> it is an interesting, like, perspective, too, because when – because I played Division 2 when it first came out, and then I kind of, as Destiny slash Destiny 2 always did, it dragged me back in with some new content. So Division 2 went on the back burner. Right and it was still on the back burner when they released their first, like I think it was an eight player raid or whatever that they have. Mm -hmm. And I would just read about how it's way too hard uh, on console. It's impossible to do.
0: Right. It was impossible. Right. That's what they were. That's what they kept saying. that's That's what their community kept saying. It's
1: impossible. And I think like, as I was reading that and I was getting like, not flashbacks, but like, my memory was being jarred to times when you'd be following on like Twitch or Mixer or whatever, when like a destiny raid would drop and the, um, the world's first race would start. And if the world's first race went longer than like 12 hours, the community started going like, Oh, Oh, I think it's, it might be too hard. This might be too hard of a raid. Like guys, it's going to get figured out. It's brand new to everyone. I don't. In fact, it's more exciting when it's not done in 12 hours. Like this means that something like really challenging was created. Why do we have to crap all over it just because it's not like a cakewalk?
0: And in a month, we're overpowered anyway, and we run right through the raid.
1: That's true. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like it's. I don't know. Like it's very. There's so much short-term memory that happens on social it media. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we're still complaining about the same stuff, and it never. It's never as bad as you think it's gonna be.
1: Right. Or somebody, again, the name, again, I think when it comes to Twitter now, I do try to just read the comments now and just the posts instead of the names because, like you said, I'm a magnet for this crap apparently. And some this was actually not a negative one. Someone posted and they said, and this can be applied to any live service game now, it's why are we making the same complaints that we made back when new content dropped when we're about to get a giant update in like a week or two? Yep. nothing's gonna change it's we don't know what the new meta is gonna be like from like if you're into like the multiplayer the PvP stuff we don't know how uh, strikes or any like sort of like player versus environment stuff is gonna change but it's that feeling of we need it now we need this info now we need to know now how this is gonna affect my gameplay right and you didn't obviously. You didn't have that with with the older games. You just played it until you couldn't play it, whether it was a game-breaking glitch like an invisible wall, or you've reached the end of the game's content. And you said okay, and you put that back on the shelf.
0: Yeah, but but to be fair though, it's like those games had a beginning and an end. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like games like Division Two, Anthem, Destiny. Like they're these looter shooters, right? And the whole premise behind it, it's sold as do stuff, get stuff. Yep. And if I do all the stuff and I get the stuff that you promised me, and then you change the stuff that you promised me like I worked so hard to get and now it's not as good as it once was, I can understand that frustration. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, I, I can imagine trying to balance all of that. Like where you're trying to please these elite players and then, you know, like super super casual players who play once a month, and then everybody in between. Like, I can't imagine oh, God, trying to yeah. balance that. And and I know, like you and I have talked about it, like how they, you know, Bungie caters to the elites and all that, and it's very very frustrating. But uh-huh. it's like I still believe that those people, like their streamers and like the big names, like those are the game testers. Like <laughs> they are they, they are one hundred percent Bungie's game testers, and they don't pay them. So. I don't know. That's what they listen to them because that's their bug report. That's I've always oh, I felt yeah. that way for years, but and that could be completely wrong, and that's fine. But mm-hmm. that's always the impression I've had.
1: Along this, like, there is one thing that I wanted to ask before we kind of wrapped any everything up, and it kind of has to do with what you just said. It just reminded me about how, like, yeah, like the big content creators, they they are like the game testers because they're like playing it full time so they can jump in. They're like, Oh, I heard about this glitch. Let me do this.
0: Eight hours a day. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Eight hours a day. And was it for, it was when the division two's content release was being announced. Like, okay, there's going to be new content beginning of March. There's going to be this. And again, Twitter, stupid drama magnet. Bullshit. I don't even know how this happened. I haven't been following that much division two stuff. (laughs) Um, Again, it was somebody that I followed that liked this or retweeted it or whatever, and it was someone's comment about how they've sunk so many hours into Division and Division Two. They're like playing it eight hours a day; it feels like full time. And I guess like Massive Entertainment, who created or yeah created Division Two, I think a uh, Division as well, and Ubisoft. I guess they had like offered up these like sponsorships or something like that to certain content creators and this particular person didn't get one and was like lashing out about it like i'm basically like advertisement for your game you should pay all content creators who play your game like eight hours a day wow and my question of that was how much of that is like legit concern or is this just like what's the best way to describe it is this just kind of like the bitter pill that people are swallowing oh I think
0: that's what that Uh, is it's like imagine you know like choosing choosing to do something that you paid to do Uh you know this company owes you nothing you know and then you you get mad at them because they don't want to give you more for the stuff that they've already given you you know like okay I'm gonna get an annual pass to Disneyland and I'm gonna go every day for eight hours and then Uh I'm gonna be mad after two years because you guys aren't giving me free popcorn or whatever you know, like, they don't owe you nothing. Like, you chose to do this. Like, this is your thing. You know what I mean? It's true. It's,
1: Nobody forced you to get that annual pass.
0: Yeah. And if, you, if you're if you on Twitch, you're you getting paid off of this content already.
1: Yeah. Right? Subscribers so, and all that stuff. Yeah.
0: What do you upset? I don't know, man. Like
1: It was so weird.
0: I, I saw that. I don't know if it was about Division or if it was about some other game. But I saw that maybe a, a two or three weeks ago, too. And I don't know if it was the same tweet that we saw. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, I am old. I am so <laughs> old. Like I don't understand this. Like this is so far outside the realm of my understanding. It's just, it's blowing my mind.
1: It's there's a word for it, and it escapes me. Int- no, it doesn't escape me. Entitlement. That's what yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: That's the that's the big to an word. Extent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, we all, for the most part. We all paid for X game or whatever. We're all playing, putting in however much time we do or do not want to put in. And, you know, for some people it com- becomes their life and that's that's perfectly fine. And they react in a way that it is like, I've spent my life on this. And then, okay, that's fine. And it's where, like, it's a double-edged sword because you want to talk about it. But you know if you put it onto social media, you put it onto Twitter, someone or some people are going to play devil's advocate. Or they're going to be the opposite side of the argument going, well, I don't think you're right on this. Yeah. And the absolute wrong way to respond to that is by just blocking anybody that disagrees with you. <laughs> which is what this person bragged about. They're like, I'm just oh, going around I think, blocking everybody. I
0: think we did see the same tweet then. Yep. And to be Sounds fair, like it. it's like... Okay, so I'm coming at this from someone in their mid-40s. You're coming at this from someone in their, you know, early to mid-30s, right? So uh-huh. it's like, maybe this kid is just, she's 20 years old and lives at home and has no real life experience. And maybe this is like a, this is it. Like, she thinks, yeah. you know, she can't see past two weeks ahead. So it's like, this is the biggest thing. Like, this this is the thing that needs to be addressed because this is my life. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, dude. Yeah.
1: Oh,
0: it's, it's just, all about perspective. Yeah, it's all perspective, man.
1: Uh, I, I, was, say, I
0: was dumb in my 20s too
1: but it's the same thing that like when my almost three-year-old does something that and in my mind and i go you should know better like nope you're three no you don't know she better. that's know right better. wait yep. a second yeah crap that's not how this works Yep. same thing with my girls when, when they're like complaining about something like, hey, life gets tough. And you're like, no, wait, you don't know that yet. Because yeah, you don't know, and you don't you don't need, pay the bills yeah. yet.
0: And you don't need to know that yet, right?
1: No, God, no.
0: Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of our kids, man, my, uh, my daughter Abby, she got two more Fortnite squad wins this morning. Back to back with her friends playing on the Switch.
1: Unbelievable. I'm like,
0: how are you doing? She's like, yeah, look, I got another win. I was like, oh, another win. Okay, great. I think she's up to like four or five now.
1: And you're, and you're like, as soon as her back's turned, like, like God's sake. This uh,
0: never won one. Uh, and she plays with like, she's not, she's just her nine. Mm-hmm. And so she's got like two friends from her grade. And then like one of that is is one of their little brother, you know, so mm-hmm. little kids, man, <laughs> just like, smashing people.
1: <laughs> these damn little kid reflexes. That's what yeah, it is. That's
0: what it is. And you know what is that? is? They're not like overanalyzing stuff. They're just doing what they think works and it happens to work. Yeah. You know, like, I asked her, like, how do you win? And she was like, I just kind of run around, and if someone shoots at me, I shoot them back. And yeah. I don't, and I stay in the circle. <laughs> okay.
1: You're like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I guess that works. I played PUBG when PUBG came out on mobile devices, and I saw Scum Death post about who, I think he posted something along the lines of playing some PUBG while taking a shit or whatever. And, uh, yeah, that was him I and me like, for a while. There, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. So I decided to try it, and I loaded it up, and I did that that method. You just like stay in the circle, you stay within the zone. I just laid down somewhere. I was like, I'll shoot anyone who comes up the stairs, and I ended up winning. I'm like, oh, I actually won one of these. And then I read later that because it was new on mobile devices and it didn't have like crossplay, that there were bots.
0: Yes, it was the same for me. Like my one like, win, I was oh. like, oh, damn it, that was against bots
1: you're like man that kind of takes some of the shine off of that <laughs> i was like
0: i had screenshots of that i shared it with discord i was like look at this i gotta win and everybody has this freaking bots so sad oh
1: man it's so disheartening <laughs> so sad <laughs> you go to like rub it in your kids faces like i did one too and they'd be like you know those are bots and you're like ah! oh, god yeah eventually eventually my kids will get to that point that years are at where they're like dad i just did this i'm like oh, why how did you do this when I was never able to do this?
0: Mm-hmm. They're so good. Like I can't wait for, um, cause they're, they're super into Minecraft, right? Like they're all about like mm-hmm. building houses and all this other stuff. I can't wait for uh animal crossing to come out. I think it's coming out in, like a three weeks now. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to love that game. I think that's going to eat their lives. Like my wife actually forced me out of the house today and she's like, take the kids with you because they have just been on that switch for the last two days. Like, that's all they It's all they do. Like on the weekends. And mm-hmm. I always yeah. tell her like, dude, they have ballet, they have softball, they have soccer, they're kicking ass in school. You know, they have Girl Scouts. Like, they're so busy. Like, let them veg. Like, just let right? them relax for a little bit. It, it doesn't... They're not doing anything bad, you know? Like, they're not in the back playing with matches or anything. Like, it's fine. Just let them relax.
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Schedule like that, it makes... I thought my schedule was busy. Jesus.
0: <laughs> oh, it's it's very easy to get... Like, I was... uh you know, because I went back to school and I had mm-hmm. like homework due today and I was like, oh god. So I'm doing like online classes and the way the school that I'm going to like works, like I have to go on like eight different websites, to, like register for like all this other stuff and pay for all these like little services, just to, like turn in homework and I'm like, this is freaking scam, dude. Like oh, I was god. getting mad. Like the the test took twenty minutes, but it took mm-hmm. me like an hour and a half to figure out how to turn it in. I was getting mad, dude.
1: That just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's <laughs> like,
0: how can I, how can I be playing PUBG against guys in Australia seamlessly, mm-hmm. but freaking turning in homework is like 20 steps. Like how can this be like, what is happening?
1: Right. It's the year 2020. Mm-hmm. We know technology is, is amazing right now. And yet it's still, is not seamless for some yeah, reason.
0: It's like, why do you guys use all these like portals and stuff? Like, oh, just let me email it to you and it'll be done.
1: God. That's too. It's too easy, apparently. Yeah,
0: I don't know. I was getting really bad.
1: Yeah, that's the school life for you, right?
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember now why I
1: stopped. <laughs> like, man, yeah. I'm still thesis writing. It's a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, this art, this uh, particular section is too passive. You should make it more active voice. Yeah, I know. It's too passive voice. That's what freaking Microsoft Word tells me every sentence I type out. Oh, <laughs> right, that's yeah. really passive. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. <laughs> Judgmental Microsoft Word. Finish school
0: before you have kids, kids.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Even if you do school part time, it just.
0: It's so much harder. Holy crap.
1: It really is. I actually. <laughs> it actually is somewhat nice because. The winter months, December to March, at my workplace are pretty slow because they cut down on a lot of the uh, work that they bring in. So it offers me some time in the morning to like edit a little bit before I have to like dive into the lab and start doing like legit work. Okay. So that's been a nice way to kind of like slowly type out and edit the stuff that I need, send it off to the advisor and be like, what do you think of this? And then get a response like, Two to three weeks later, <laughs> part-time student versus full-time student. Yep, you are not the priority. Nope, I already have a, I already have a job. These full-time ones probably don't. So they're like, we got to get you out the door. Yep. Oh well, it'll get there eventually. We got nothing but time. Yeah, that's very true.
0: Yeah. So did you play any other games or? uh let's see
1: i reloaded up apex legends because i was following um brett's discord and they were all getting super excited about apex but then i never actually booted it up because i i think i got busy that night so i couldn't jump on and then was
0: there like a new season or something
1: Yeah, it's like season four, I think, or something. They released a new hero or a new legend. That's what it is. Yeah, it's I've had fun with that game, but it's not one that like my skills by myself not good enough to consistently do well. Like I would get too easily like frustrated by losing early on in matches, so I would have to like shut it down, like, no I can't do this. I've got to stop for a second. Um, is there anything else I loaded up recently mm, when I do power on the switch make progress through Diablo 3 the problem is is that when I'm at work and playing it during lunch I don't have an internet connection so I can't do the seasonal character unless I do that I think you guys on Discord told me about it it's like you gotta
0: you gotta like to, start it first
1: yeah online and then
0: you can play it offline, and then the next time you go online, it just updates. I think that's how that's it works. That's
1: what I'm gonna do. Well, I gotta try that actually. Tomorrow will be a good time to try that out. Stop shifting so much, son. Jesus. This has been like a staple of any podcast lately over the past like years. Like my son has somehow inevitably made it <laughs> onto it via monitor noise or something. Well, and... better your
0: son than the train that. Shakes my house.
1: Hey, there you go. What are the games have you found time for?
0: Um, pretty much. There's been a lot of Division. Uh, when I'm on the Switch, it's a lot of Minecraft with the kids because we figured mm-hmm. out they figured out how to do uh, multiplayer. So now it's just like three of us running through a world, just mining for whatever. What we do? There you go. Uh, a lot of that, and then uh, Diablo. I've tried to play, but like you said, it's just I don't know i try to play it during lunch but i have a tendency to get sucked into it too much and then i'm like oh Mm -hmm. crap i'm 15 minutes over so it's like
1: yeah right i need
0: to stop playing that so but yeah i've been so busy i haven't been playing much um i played a lot of uh, like random stuff on the xbox Mm -hmm. to just get achievements but
1: oh you were talking about that yeah
0: like terrible terrible games just trying to bring my gamer score up, but yeah.
1: Look at my gamer score now. <laughs> yeah,
0: like, you know, I don't know, like, for the last, I want to say two months, two and a half months, I've been chasing it so hard, like, what am I going to do with this? Like, this doesn't, I can't put this on my resume, like, what the hell do I care about this number? But,
1: that would be something if you could do that. You just have that on, like, it doesn't matter, like, what profession you're going into, it's like, under the other section, like, uh, Xbox achievement score, blah, and, like, the recruiter's going what what's the significance of this and you're like it means i'm dedicated <laughs> exactly like oh all you know, right
0: then there's like um there's youtube channels that are just dedicated to that like they just are you serious this talk about getting achievements and like <sighs> there's this guy uh god what is his name maka maka 91 m-a-k-a mm-hmm. and his gamer score is like 500,000 or something like that and <sighs> all his videos are just about like here's a. You know, this game costs five bucks, and you can get the thousand gamer score in fifteen minutes. And he just runs it through it; it just shows you how to do it. Like, the, and this guy gets so many views. I was like, dude, what a great idea for a channel! Holy crap! I know,
1: right? Watch me endlessly earn gamer score because that that stream is never gonna. End because games are always going to get released with achievements in it, so yeah. you're just going to keep raising your ceiling. He's there. been
0: doing it for years, and he has like Patreon and all of this stuff, so it's crazy. Oh my god, yep.
1: Whereas I'm just lucky to like finish a game to get that like achievement score at the end of you finish the game, like yay! <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. God. Yeah, no. that's been it for me. Yep, yeah, otherwise, it's all real life yeah it's real life
0: that's the game that i can't stop playing
1: it's gonna be a a new level of the game next week is the first family vacation to disney world
0: that's exciting man like i'm excited for you
1: i'm on the one hand i mirror that excitement on the other hand i'm like the dad part of my brain is going nuts like what's gonna go wrong what's gonna go wrong
0: Ah, like have you ever been
1: yeah i went it was like 2015 i went for the first time so I, I think, think that's the only yeah. It's the only time I've been down there. So,
0: right before Abby was born? Mm-hmm. So, she's what? Three now?
1: Yeah, she's going to be three next month. Dude, when
0: you... I don't know. I'm excited to hear what you think about it. Seeing it through her eyes. Dude, it's just a... It's a different experience, man. Like, I hate Disneyland so much. I hate it so much. But I will go every time with my girls because it's just... They love it. Like, it's they're so happy when they're there and I just, I can't help but be happy with them. You know, I don't know. It's a crazy thing. I can't wait for you to experience that with her.
1: I am seeing that a little bit. Like we go to see my parents during the Thanksgiving week and they're close to an amusement park down in Virginia there that does like a, like a Christmas town kind of a thing. Uh And as an adult, once you've been like once or twice, it's like, okay, it's, kind of the same thing but like you just said you need to see it through your kids eyes it's like i'm learning this This is a completely like new thing where you get to see like their face change from like okay this is really kind of like i don't know what to think and they see something like there's like a sesame street area there and like they my daughter saw elmo there and was like and like her face just lit up and i thought wow these are the moments that I would have missed if I had been a stick in the mud and been like, no. yeah, No, I'm not doing that. Forget yeah.
0: it. Yeah, was I always remember, like, everything is the first time for them, you know, and everything is still, nothing has an explanation. It's just magic.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know? so it's just, they grew up quick, man. Too quick, Jesus. Too quick to the point where my son is turning one at the end of next month, and he's already, what? like, Yeah. Already? It's not the year just flew by. The kids already pulling himself up into a standing position. And I fear for every object in the house because he doesn't understand his, his weight versus his momentum. And he's much more curious about everything than Abby ever was. Like, not that she wasn't curious, but she didn't go sticking her hand into our baseboard heaters. Like he did. He does.
0: Boys seem to be different (laughs) like that.
1: (laughs) Right? Like, I don't, I, I don't, don't have, have sons, call them but I have nephews. Stupid, and but... they're just
0: like, I'm like, dude, what
1: are you doing? Right? Like, yeah. we had to put... We had to put these special... Well, not really special. They're like Velcro... Kind of like a wrap around his crib. Because he would shove his legs and his arms through the openings. And then try to turn his body. Like, that's not how it works, bud. You can't do that without hurting yourself. <laughs> so we had to put that up there so he would stop doing it. And... Abby never did that like huh there seems to be a gender difference here yeah um, oh quiet son you're fine I'm talking bad about you yeah yes. he knows he knows he really does but yeah time time and life just fly by and suddenly realize huh it's been a year or it's been however long since we recorded episode 6 people remind us all the time and I just ignore them but yeah,
0: yeah. You'll get you'll get episodes when we decide you get
1: episodes. Basically, yeah. You know. Besides, real life's coming at everyone too fast these days. So I don't think anybody's like super. Oh, GSR hasn't released anything in a while. This is bullshit. Yeah. yeah.
0: You know. <laughs> if you're getting mad about that, man, you need to. And, we, need right, to a, we need to have a talk
1: what's the rest of your life like <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly
1: we'll have a talk with you and it'll be episode eight or nine look at that yeah. it's perfect yep all right so that's all i've got if you've got unless you've got something else oh man i'm good yeah like,
0: i'm glad we I got should... together man i'm glad we were able to do this again it's been a while i huh? know right it's I've missed it
1: yeah weekends have just been absolutely nuts and then sometimes you just like like earlier today i was feeling exhausted just from because we took the kids to a small farm and i'm like am i gonna have the energy to to do this tonight and then part of my brain was like no stop that don't be negative you want to do this you should do it same and yeah so that's the other lesson there kids like if you really want to do something just stick to it don't don't come up with excuses you just yeah, you make time for it
0: don't talk yourself out of it
1: yeah definitely don't gonna, talk yourself out it's of gonna it. be fine yep uh we have no advertisers this week because we took too long between episode six and this one so they all abandoned us. just like oh, our interns what a tragedy yeah especially the interns such a tragedy by me just saying that Twitter will now blow up with all of our yeah uh, interns again yeah. yes
0: this is I, I blame you entirely for this perfect hey
1: on the other on the other hand um the drunk destiny guys are excited about any new um content and those are two pretty cool dudes so we've got some outside of the immediate circle listeners there so you never know
0: yeah that's cool you were on the show yeah. right
1: yeah that was good it was um they're called Drunk Destiny, but you do plenty of chats about pretty much everything else. I like their new their new segment, Over Under, where they um, they say something like, uh, Starbucks is better, or overrated or underrated, that's what it is. Uh, Starbucks is better than Dunkin' Donuts. And oh, it sparks a whole conversation, like, is it really? I think the, Krispy Kreme was one they did. There, is Krispy Kreme overrated or underrated? That oh, was like a
0: great idea.
1: Right? God,
0: that is, that is a good idea.
1: It's It was, I I couldn't believe we spent like 15, 20 minutes talking about Krispy Kreme donuts. <laughs> the kind of stuff you could start off with those, those kind of like just questions. It's crazy. Yep. But So there you go, folks. Let that be your last thought before we sign off. Is Krispy Kreme worth your time? Is there one near you? Because there isn't one near me, so I don't know.
0: I think there's one near me, but it's in the hood.
1: It's in the hood? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The hood. I'm in the woods, so I don't know what that is up here. <laughs> you're in the wood. Yeah, exactly. The wood, where if you hear a gunshot, you're like, someone's out hunting again. All right. Well, until the next time, folks. Whenever episode, whenever we find time to record episode eight, uh, you know, keep playing the games you like to play. Reach out to us if you have any thoughts on uh, the topic we had tonight, which was the old school games and replaying them today. Do they still hold up? Because we'd be interested to continue that conversation with anyone's we didn't mention. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Gamerscore Radio uh i would give out our twitters but nah i'm already enough of a twitter magnet as it is for drama shit so i don't need more and i
0: don't need anybody to steal my uh new twitter handle so i'll just leave it (laughs) out
1: (laughs) i forgot about that oh god i don't know i don't know why yours it's not like you've had like government secrets or some (laughs) shit there like the hell christ
0: hmm it's always something
1: that's right so with that folks have a good night have a good month have a good year have a good millennia i don't know <laughs>
0: yeah until next make time all the,
1: yeah until next time make all the time jokes you want